And this is from RedState.com's Alex Parker. I guess I don't really have anything else to say about the mask mandate. The mask mandate is coming. It's probably going to be handed down from the CDC. They're going to use the same power they usurped from everybody else with the eviction moratorium that the Supreme Court decided to not strike down and allowed the CDC to keep that power. Now they will use said power going forward to enforce a national mask mandate. Some of y'all think I'm crazy. I hope I'm crazy too. But I have a feeling that's the direction this is headed in. They're just setting up the pieces right now. So that's what I have in regards to that. And in the January 6th hearing, that's nothing more than an embarrassment. It's Kabuki Theater. It is officially... It's the official welcoming to the uh, the banana republics of the world. Right? We're such a great democracy. No, we're not. We're no better than North Korea with this stuff. Even North Korea wouldn't do this. Alright, so let's move on to the article from redstate.com. The ACLU discovers another racist realm, the Second Amendment, by Alex Parker. The past year's headline strongly suggests that all all roads lead to racism. And you know what? I'll connect this with the January 6th hearing. Because what is being said over and over again? White Christian terrorists. White Christian terrorists. White Christian Trump supporting terrorists. We had that one officer. I was called the N-word even though I was in full body armor and no people could only see my face. Okay. Oh, okay. That's that's what's happening now? The 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 whole idea that uh because uh you know it has to be a racist issue. Yeah, okay, that's what we're looking at. So, this article starts at all roads lead to racism across sectors, it seems. Prejudice underpins pretty much everything. Well, that's the core of of what we're talking about. We hear it all the time. Intersectional, or I'm sorry, systematic oppression. Isn't that what they call it? Systematical, or systematic oppression, or systematic, United States is systematically racist. It's a great broad statement that you can't really prove or disprove. Nice. Um, so let's get back into it. In fact, the American Civil Liberties Union recently brought to light yet another offender, the Second Amendment, um, which I would say is the right to keep and bear arms. It's not really the Second Amendment. That's a militia amendment. Anyway. Therefore, also without sin, the Bill of Rights. Well, the Bill of Rights is dead because you have the January 6th protesters or the January 6th participants who have been in jail for an extended period of time without a right to trial. None of the people that are being accused of being white Christian terrorists have the ability to face their accuser. Well, Rich, this is not really a... It's not a trial, so... You know what? They're being accused of this, and they don't have a chance. They're not going to be called by the committee to refute it. And they're not going to be able to face this accuser. So, yeah, their rights are still being violated in that regard. Um, Let's see here. So, Sunday morning, the ACLU took to Twitter saying racism is foundational to the Second Amendment and its inclusion in the Bill of Rights. Then the article links, the linked article asks, do black Americans have a right to bear arms? We all know what the armed Catholic, that's me, Rick Barrett of the Bear Brief says, 
Everybody say strapped or get clapped. All my black and brown brothers and sisters in Christ. I hope every single one of you knows how to use a shotgun, at least, and a handgun. I hope you all have them. I ain't trying to say no. I want everybody to have them. I want everybody to know. It's been my statement since day one. I want every single man, not Adam Kinzinger, but every single man to know to at least how to operate a basic five-round, 12-gauge shotgun. I think every man should have one. I think there should be, like, kind of like, I guess I am supportive of the Second Amendment in that regard. I want every man to have a 12-gauge shotgun and at least 500 rounds of ammo in their house. Well, I don't like guns. I want you to have it anyway, idiot. So you're not swinging a golf club when they try to come into your house. But anyway, this was actually the article that got me uh, into it with that uh, religious uh, nut guy yesterday, which you can follow on my Twitter feed at Bear Brief. So they pick and choose this data from these articles, how they've re- they've lowered the idea of mass shootings to just be not people killed, but people shot. And that way they can bump the numbers up. So you get numbers like 233 mass shootings this year. Okay, but that's that's not right. The issue of gun violence in the U.S. is all too familiar. Vigilantism of widespread gun ownership puts black Americans in an especially vulnerable position given the brutal and human cost of discriminatory policing. There is so much wrong with that one sentence. There is there is so much wrong with that one sentence. The reason black Americans can't, can't own firearms is because they live in cities that prohibit them from owning them. You actually find in Chicago, there's a lot of good law-abiding citizens that are just in one reason for another still in those those uh, Chicago, uh, south, the south side of Chicago or in those Chicago areas. They own guns illegally to protect themselves. And I think it's ridiculous that they don't have the right to be able to do that. I think it's ridiculous that black Americans, under the thumb of democratic policies, don't have the ability to defend their loved ones, that have to sit and cower at night while men with with unregulated firearms, and I know that's a very loaded phrase, but men with stolen firearms blast away at each other in the streets. So this, this linked article continues that the gun violence epidemic continues to spark debate about the Second Amendment and who has the right to bear arms. Here's the thing about the Second Amendment. And every in most states, uh, there's a couple that don't have uh, a keep and bear arms amendment in their constitution. It's not written in the Texas Constitution, Article 1, Section 23. Only the whiteies get to have guns. That, that's not in the Texas Constitution. So your argument about it being racism is inherently false. Only the darkies can't have firearms. Doesn't exist. In Texas, and as far as I'm con- I, I know, it doesn't exist in any state constitution anywhere. Black Americans, Hispanic and uh, Mexican Americans, Puerto Rican Americans, Asian Americans, Indian Americans, doesn't matter who you are. You have the right to shoot somebody if they come into your house and try to kill you and try to take advantage of your wife and your kids. You have every right to defend yourself. You should have that right. And the only people that restrict that right are libs. Liberals and President Trump for some reason. Um, hey, he, he did the bump stock ban. He's included. So this idea that, oh, it's inherently racist is, is, is nothing but a fib, a big fat fib. Back into the article. The group makes quite a claim. Anti-blackness, quote unquote, 
birth the right to bear arms. Ah, yes, I see it's going to be one of those things about slaves and slaves revolting and all this other stuff and blah, blah, blah. It's the typical, it's the typical bait and switch. Because if the founders were so anti-black, they would have said black people cannot own firearms. Well, it's because they're slaves. No, I don't think so. That freedom allegedly resides somewhere amid the justification of a militia violence. Per the ACLU, blackness has been framed as an inherent threat. Well, apparently the people at the ACLU are super bored. Because they never had this opinion before, right? They, they, this idea in the history of the ACLU was never floated down. In fact, you would think that the basic idea behind the ACLU, they would be fighting democratic policies and democratic governors in order to lift restrictions on firearms so people like black Americans, Asian Americans, Hispanic, Puerto Rican, Latino Americans can own firearms, right? That would be the solution. Uh, but of course, it's also because whiteies, white people were anxious. The rhetoric of gun rights has been selectively manipulated and utilized to inflame white racial anxiety. Yeah, that's why that not blanking, that not blanking around group marching all over Atlanta, shooting themselves in the foot. I ain't anxious about them. The rise of this war group in the, in the Northeast. I ain't anxious about any of these people. You want to you wanna march around? You want to LARP? Go ahead. Just don't come near my house and don't threaten me and my family and you can do whatever the hell you want. Let's see here. Uh, let's see. Do, 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 do. The At Liberty podcast promotes Emory University professor Carol Anderson, author of The Second, Race and Guns and Fatally Unequal America. Well, whatever. In the episode, she says that after the 2016 tragic shooting of Florento Castile, she researched whether African Americans actually have constitutional gun rights. The architecture, she explains, was meant to control black people and strip them of their rights. Even though in the, in the Civil War, the, the War of Northern Aggression, the Rhode Island First and other black regiments were given guns and told them to go fight. I don't give the NRA a lot of credit, but they were started. One of the first things they did was to defend the rights of African Americans and black Americans own guns. Um, let's see. No, somebody actually responded and they used that bluebird thing, which is the Twitter fact checking. They said, no, first gun control laws were created to prevent slaves from revolting and to keep freed slaves from fearing their lives. Restricting minorities rights to bear arms have been the calling card for racist Americans, not the way, not the other way around. So why did black American ownership skyrocket in 2020? There's a 58% increase in black people in the U S buying firearms and the ACLU says they want us to believe that gun laws are racist. Because what are they doing? It's another narrative they're setting up. All these things work together. The ACLU promotes this as these four quote-unquote Capitol Police officers are talking about white Christian terrorists storming the castle, kung fu fighting, and trying to take the guns of 
Capitol Police officers in the same way that Merrick Garland has said white supremacy. It's all designed to do what? Strip you and I, my the people who are white in this audience, of any kind of constitutional rights via academic lying, via academic falsities. That's what it is. Second Amendment isn't racist. The only gun laws that are racist are the ones that prevent any minority status in California, in New York, in Baltimore, in Illinois, in Chicago, in LA, in Oregon, if there are any black people there, I'm sure there are, from these people being able to exercise. Do you know when I was certified as a USCCA firearms instructor, my certification officer was a black man. One of the guys I trained with to become a certified firearms instructor. In fact, when I was in that class, there was only four of us. There was a a Hispanic American. I didn't ask what his specific was, Mexican, Puerto Rican. There was a Hispanic American. There was a black guy. There was a Hawaiian, a girl of Hawaiian origin from Las Vegas and me. I was the only white dude there with a black instructor. And nobody gave a flipping whip about what our race was. We were all learning how to properly train other people so they could use firearms as well. 